Roll sound, Scotty. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Paul's episode 102. Don't know about you, Paul, but hearing an episode number in the hundreds is a bit... Yeah, yeah, that's... Um, it's big-time radio style <laughs> Means we've been doing it a while, doesn't it? Also, if you think the next big one is like 200, unless you counted 150. Yeah, we'd probably have to go 200. Or what I was thinking of doing was um, our 200th movie review, because when we got to yeah. episode 42... Yeah, it was our 100th movie. Considering we started with three, four, or even five at times on one episode, yeah. So we're on, I think this is movie number 170, something like that. So So in about 30 episodes. We have a a little celebration. I think so, for the 200th. 200. We'll have to have a think about what we're going to do. Do IMDb's number one. Oh, no, we've done that. that. We'll do IMDb's number 250. IMDb's number 200. We'll have to see what that is at the time. That might be shit. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously, hello, I'm Scott. With me is Paul. Hello. Hello. Back by popular demand because Plymouth didn't want him. (laughs) 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 He's Paul's friend, inverted commas. I really don't know how this relationship works. And hello. Hi, I'm really, really chuffed to be here. I'm so excited. Two episodes in a row. I'm very doped. I'm very doped to be here, actually, to be fair. How old are you? The thing is, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And things like I'm on on it now as well, so it's like I get to listen to my own voice. Is it a bit surreal being part? Thing is, um, because um, I, I've listened to the podcast, yeah, um, in the last twelve months, and it's like I'm on it. It's like I'm, I need to. I, I, I want to go home and listen to it already. If you I'm haven't so, listened back. I might have edited you out. <laughs> He does that There's a, a long pause. There's going to be like yeah. a long pause. Like, we don't mention you to it. Episode 101. You're not even yeah. mentioned at it's all. Like, it's like... I've been in a lot now. more episodes than he's put out. Yeah. It's like... Well, I hoped... Not that I love my own voice, but I just... I'm, I just of course I do. What am I saying? You, you can hear your West Country accent, can't you? Yeah. This I'm is not bizarre. West Country. I'm not West Country. I'm a proper local. Oh, that sounded like local. That didn't, that didn't even sound local, did it? I just want to say that I am from Kent. Before anybody says it's, it's nothing to boast about. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing to boast about. Last episode we reviewed the Lost Boys, and thank you very much for doing that. That uh, was my passion. It and was. Thank you very much to both Scott and Paul for tolerating that whole show because <laughs> we've got another one to get because through, yeah. because it was my it was my choice and it was my passion and I was very passionate about it. Well, so. we decided. We needed to follow up because we're doing two episodes in one evening. And, and we didn't want to actually sort of necessarily link two movies together, but I wanted something in a similar sort of vein, but different, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. And I sort of threw out to you, Paul, Stand By Me, and you went, oh, good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because I, I know the film, obviously, very famous film, mm. but I couldn't remember ever seeing it the whole way through. You have I've seen, seen it. bits of it. I knew what the story was, but I've either seen it the whole way through. Obviously, when it first came out, I yes. just forgotten about it, or I've never seen the whole thing up okay. until a couple of days ago. Okay, and very briefly, and your history of the film? Seen it before? Um, I've seen it before. Um, 
on VHS when a couple it, of times, couple of times, couple of times. Saw it like a couple of days ago. When was the last time you watched it before? Probably about ten years ago. Excellent. That's good. So we've all got sort of similar yeah, experiences. Yeah, we, yeah, we've seen it previously. Yeah, and then we've watched it again after a long gap. Okay, with that in mind, we decided on a foreplay topic. And again, every time we do this, we find this really broad palette to choose from. And it's Stephen King adaptations. Let's play the jingle. One, two, three. Well, had I done foreplay? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> okay, foreplay topic this evening. Stephen King adaptations. Now, we're going to be quite general on this. It can be TV adaptations, it can be movie adaptations. I think it's probably fair to say Stephen King is probably, we know how prolific a writer he is. He must have had the most adaptations of his work. Oh, yeah, I can't even. I can't even think of another writer that's had so many. So many. I mean, you go down Agatha lines. Christie probably is the only one. Yeah, <laughs> or even John Herbert. I mean, horror. John Herbert, James Herbert, James Herbert. Sorry, a horror writer. Yeah, who had a lot of shit films made in yeah. the eighties, nineties. But well, this is the general perception about Stephen King: is a lot of the adaptations are shit. But there's some John Grisham. Like, a few. Yeah, there, there, there is, but. There aren't many of his books that I can think of that haven't been his full full length books that have been adapted in in one form or another. Yeah, and, and the general perception is a lot of them were shit, mm. but we know there are some diamonds in the rough. Yeah, I, I mean, I just off the bat, I can remember I think it was about nineteen ninety going to see the latest Stephen King yep. movie at the cinema. It was called the Graveyard Shift. Oh God, so oh well. Is it Peter Weller? Is the one about the rats? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, what a pile of shit yeah. that was. Yeah. And yet, because it was Stephen King, everyone went to see it. Yeah. So he got, obviously, they had the box office money for people going to see his latest film. No matter what yeah, and it was going to be like. Regardless of what actors and that were in it, because that's the thing with his films, it was never about the stars. It was more about the name his above movies. the title. Yeah. yeah. I think um, the problem that he's got is his movies don't cross over very well from his books. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that. Yeah, sometimes they're quite vague. Can I start I off look. tonight? Normally I'm the last it's one your to... Show? It's yeah, your but... show. It's your show. I'm just a guest. <laughs> Normally I'm the last one to have me, me say, but you've just sort of hit the nail on the head about what I wanted to say on, on this foreplay topic. I didn't want to pick a specific movie. But what I was going to suggest was when filmmakers are given that extra bit of time to adapt one of his novels, right? and I'm thinking, look at the latest version of it, spread over two episodes rather than that three-hour miniseries. It's going to be two, three-hour movies. Okay, mm-hmm. You look at um, some of the short stories, like Shawshank, which was a novella, wasn't a book, yeah. it was a novella, Give that two and a half, three hours to actually adapt Stephen King's work into something that relates onto screen. That's actually what Stephen King was actually writing I, about. I always wonder whether Stephen King actually looks at the movie and thinks, this is not my book. He, he's very disappointed in a lot of the adaptations. And when we talk about Stand By Me, he actually cried after he first saw it because he said it was the best adaptation of any of his, really? of his novels. Because that was probably the closest, yeah. but sometimes... He, I, I sometimes wonder, because obviously I, I, I'm a big fan of Stephen King. Mm. Um, I like his books. Yeah. And I like his movies. But I sometimes wonder when he sits back at home and goes, oh, that's a terrible movie. He, no, Why have you done that? He sits back and he looks at the bank balance. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you very Thank much. Thank you very much for the money. <laughs> but he must, look, he, must look at, he must look at it. He must look at um, Tommyknockers. He must look and think... That is a terrible film. That is a my wrote, yeah. But I think when when filmmakers are given the time to adapt his work, have, have you guys seen that thing he did about you know the Kennedy assassination mm. one twenty two eleven sixty three or eleven twenty two sixty three? I whatever. watched about the first six episodes. I think that's all it was, wasn't it? Was huh. uh, all right, I watched some, some of the episodes. Did you get fed up with it? Yeah, it was. 
I could see where it was going and leading up to, but it just Dragged. wasn't. Yeah. See, now I like that because if you've read the book again, which is one of his big, big novels, because it is character driven and there's mm. a lot going on with regards to people and places and things. Given that six, seven hour running time, mm. it adapts the novel really well, which is why I'm saying like the new new version of it is working well so far from what we've seen. We, we all yeah. agree that that is a fucking brilliant it's film. Good. What they've done with it is You're not supposed to have seen it again because it's horror, sorry. Um, I've seen it, I like it. Okay, The Shining, which generally is agreed to be one of the greatest horror movies ever made, but they made a TV version of it they did. a few years ago yeah. as a mini-series, more truthful to the, like faithful to the book more time to actually develop the story. I'm just thinking that because the way Stephen King writes, even when he writes a short story or a novella, if the directors and the filmmakers are given that little bit more running time to play with it, mm. you get a decent adaptation. Shawshank was a short story, as we say. Yeah, and that was two and a half hours, yeah. the film. Yeah. See, Green Mile was... Was um, ten short I, chapters, or whatever it was. Um, but we'll, we'll brush on this later, mm. but... I don't really like the short stories. I mean, like, like The Running Man, for example. Yes. Um, was a bad adaptation of the, of, the, the story. Uh, sometimes the movie diverses from the short story. Lawnmower Man that. as well was the and other one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. And they did Lawnmower 2. Yeah, like, three and four <laughs> and five. But the thing is, though, what Stephen King put down in writing sometimes doesn't always come out no. in the movie. Because a lot of his stuff is in characters' heads. And mm. How do you project that on screen? How do you yeah, portray that? I agree. Yeah. The Mist was a short story. You know, great film. Let's let's chat to you guys. I'm going to go with... We went with you first, and so we're going to with Paul. What's your choice? Oh, strange enough, mm-hmm. it's a horror. <laughs> it would be. No, yeah, well, it would not be, necessarily. No, 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 and I was, I was looking horror. down the list of all his films. I'm going to choose a film rather than... TV. Yeah. Well, TV series, quickly. Mm. Uh, most recent one I saw. I haven't seen any of Castle Rock, which no, is the newest one. No, I need to catch up on it. Which, no, which does tie in nicely to Stand By Me. And a it lot does. of the other yes, stuff as does. well. Yeah. Mark from the Good, the Bad and the Odd Park podcast is raving about that at the moment. I wouldn't yeah, catch up I, on I need to catch up on that. But I did quite like Under the Dome. Yeah. Um, the first... Most of the first season, mm-hmm. but then it strayed away from the book because it, the book would have finished by yeah, the time the they finished the, the book first had an ending. series. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's American TV writers for you. They yeah. they see the results from the viewing and they carry on to another series. The potential another series. there, yeah. But the film I'd have to say is Carrie. Okay, forgot about that. His first novel, forgot wasn't it? About so, that. Mm. Yeah, because I mean that was seventy six. Bloody was, I think. think. Yeah. Um, so by the time it hit TVs, which would have been three, four years later. Yeah, mid yeah. early eighties. So it? it's about eighty, eighty one, eighty two. Yeah. It's when I was early teenage years. So. It's one of the first horrors I would have come across. It was a turn to horror of our generation, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And I remember, remember it being spoken about at school a hell yeah. of a lot. And I actually got to see the original Carrie about two years ago. Um, what, for the first time? No, no, oh. no, for a, for a refresh. Oh, right, okay. And it was on telly, and I thought, oh, I'll give this a go again. Yeah. It still made me jump. It's Brian De Palma, mate. He's, he's the, the hand at the very end of the film <laughs> coming out of the demolished house. Still got you. I, I'd forgotten all about that. I still jumped out of my skin. It is a fucking great movie, isn't it? And it's just the the anguish that the girl goes through, um, like in the bullying and everything. And Isn't it captured so much better than the remake? Oh, God, yeah. yeah I think so. It didn't... It's one of those films... It doesn't need the glitz and the glamour of modern filmography. Yeah. It it's just a raw story that It's horror on a different told. level, yeah. isn't it? It's horror story being told in a different way. Yeah. And I I, I for horror, I enjoy that film. There's not many horror films you enjoy. No. Well played you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that actually you came out of Carrie actually. Yeah. Of all the films. A lot of people forget that like we say. Yeah. I, I, it forgot is the it, first. I forgot it, but I don't know with respect to you because 
That is a good film. That and very... what are you going to bring to the table, sir? What, what um, adaptation? I, it's going to be really cheesy. It's going to be really cliche. But I really, really, really like it. I really do. Right, are we talking 1990? No, the, 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 no, the first one, Tim Curry. Yep. I love that film. I watched a couple of weeks ago, actually, funny enough, I watched the remake. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that for what it was. Yep. And obviously they're making a, a sequel, which I can't understand why. Why would you do that? But well, it's the second part of the, part of the story, isn't it? Yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, for me, as a film, not as a book, as a film... My favourite film by Stephen King. I absolutely love that yeah. movie. Because it was a miniseries. I was going to say, I'll correct him and say it's a TV movie. It was a yes, yes, yes. Which yes, we yes. had an argument about. We now, had it. Which I won. Paul and I, <laughs> thing is though, Paul, Paul and I, we had a discussion yesterday, funny enough, about Stephen King. Uh, and we were talking about mini movies, films, and TV series. Because obviously we're talking about The Stand. Yeah. Which was one of my favourite, one of my favourites. And I, I, me, I couldn't. I, 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 for some reason, I thought that it was a movie. I think and a lot of people have that misconception because a lot of people only saw it on video. Mm. I think that's why. Yeah. That's, that's why. And I remember wrong. watching it over two remember, nights on the TV. I can remember ITV showing it back to back though as well. So you, yeah. you'd think I remember movie. it being shown over two, two, so that's two why, nights. That's why I think it's a movie. Yeah, and a lot I'm, of I'm wrong do. to think it's a movie. I get that. It's like the stand. I mean, I remember when that came on telly. It was like so the two was it two TV stand. A microphone stand. I don't no, know. no, it's just a stand on its own. No telly, just a stand. But yeah, I mean, it's like the yeah. stand. That I mean, was three or four episodes. That wasn't was, it, I think it was four. Mm. Was that was Garrison? Garrison Gary East, Sanchi, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I always remember that film. Molly Ringworm, she was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Ginger Baby. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. So it. Nineteen ninety, John yeah. Boy Walton's in it, and uh, oh. Tim Curry, and yeah, I do. John Ritter's in it, I think. Yeah. Well. John Boy from the Waltons. From the Waltons, yeah, John yeah, Boy. Yeah, John Boy, yeah, John Boy. Yeah, can't think is, of his name. Richard something rather. Yeah. That is my favourite. That is when you say Stephen King to me. When you talk about TV, is that your favourite? Is it your favourite adaptation? Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to say yes. Okay. The it is my favourite. What's yours, Scott? Oh God, there's too many. I've got to see. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up Shawshank. I didn't want to bring up Green Mile because everybody always goes, "Yeah, they're the." I have a passion against Shawshank, haven't you? Bring it out in the open you... now. Confess. <laughs> I'm coming out now. I'm coming out. <laughs> Paul and I had a conversation the other day. We didn't. We we talked about. I absolutely hate. Shawshank That's a Redemption. strong word. I don't like the movie. I why, don't, why don't, how many times have you seen it? Why don't you like two. it? I've seen it twice. And why don't you like it? Uh, probably about ten years ago. Why? I don't. I find it very boring. I find it very hard to get into. Okay. Um. I I sit there and I want it to move on. I need it to get. I need to get quicker. That's the beauty of the film. Though. It's the beauty of a Stephen King film. But I've I've seen I've seen <laughs> yeah. Stephen King films. Yeah. What's your I've opinion seen, on Green Mile? I love Green Mile. Right. Green right. Mile has the same pace. I as think so. Yeah. Right, me and Paul had the same conversation yeah. two days ago, yeah. and I was and right then. We were sat. <laughs> and I'm right, now. right now. Right. No, no, you're not. Um, I, I, I love Green Mile. I, I think it's an absolutely awesome film. Yes. I could sit and watch that. It's, it's brilliant. I know it's a short story, as as is, as um, well, it was. Yeah, it was released in ten. But, I can sit and watch that because I feel that's a feel-good movie. I like it. I can't sit for a short It's not a good feel-good movie. I can't. I can't do it. So it's bizarre. Green isn't it? Mile, which ultimately ends in people being executed, is a feel-good movie. Oh, you can't and do Shawshank, which oh, hang on one person escapes from jail and the other one's freed from jail and they meet up on a beach. That's not a feel-good movie. It's bizarre. No, that's my opinion. You asked me. No, no, that's fine. No, I, you're entitled to your I, opinion. Yeah. I, I don't like Shawshank because I can't get into it. I've yeah. I've watched it in my whole life. I've watched it twice. Too slow-paced for you. And too slow-paced. Okay. Green Mile, yes, Green Mile is slow. I would agree. As is It and The Stand. The Stand is very slow-paced. It's very yeah. slow, but I like them. Okay, so yeah, no, no, it's horses for courses. We've always said it. It wouldn't be great if we all 
like yeah, the same exactly. stuff. Exactly, we've always said this, and we we but don't. You're wrong. We, <laughs> I was just yeah. saying we don't you like you. <laughs> you don't. You're wrong. Yeah. We don't we, like you. You're wrong. Just about to say, the stinky pause does not judge people on their opinions. But as Paul just pointed out, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I take it we are fans of Stephen King novels and Stephen yeah. King movies in general. I would on the whole, yes. Yeah, even yeah, some of the yeah, some of yeah. the crap ones we'll overlook them because we know a new one will be coming. Well, like Tommy Knockers. Yeah, but then we know that mm. around the corner there might be a good adaptation. Firestarter. That like is that. a good See, film. That's what I mean. There's that's so a good film. It's such a big Barrymore, We could do a lot. We could talk yeah, Shining. We could talk Cujo. We could talk all of those. What's movies. the one with the car? Christine. Christine. I like that one as so well. I love the book. Wasn't too impressed. John Carpenter. Not too John impressed. John Carpenter's a good director. I, I like John Carpenter. I think he's good. He does a lot of horror, though. So that's probably why I'm a bit more swayed to John Carpenter yeah. movies. But on the whole, we, we appreciate Stephen mm. King yeah. adaptations. I mean, he, this he, whole... has, he has more hits than misses, but yeah. he does has quite a few misses. Yeah, yeah. that was the general perception. The problem is, though, he must sit back and think, do you know what? Do that as a movie. Don't do that as a movie. No, I think he just sells every single one of his novels to whoever wants to he sits, it. He, he sits and thinks, I've just wrote a book. It's an awesome book. Can I do to be honest, book? before he's even written it, somebody's probably bought it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, Because it's Stephen King. Mm. Someone will be there. Um, it's a massive, massive subject. We could talk about We're this. We're quite open with this one, aren't we? Forever. We could talk about this again, which we will do next time we review a Stephen King movie. Let's take a short break. We're going to be talking Stand By Me. In all our lives, there's a fall from innocence. A time after which we are never the same. It happened in the summer of 1959. I bet you anything that if we find him, we'll get our pictures in the paper. Yeah, yeah, we can even be on TV. Sure, we'll be heroes. Yeah. Just suppose that I told the story. Do you think that anyone would have believed it? This is really a good time. Okay, chaps, Stand By Me, released on the 26th of November 1986 in the USA, directed by Rob Reiner, starring Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, Kiefer Sutherland. 1986 American coming-of-age adventure, based on the Stephen King 1982 novella The Body. The title derived from Benny King's eponymous song, which plays over the ending credits, the film tells a story of four boys in a small town in Oregon who go on a hike to find the dead body of a missing child. The film was nominated for one Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay and two Golden Globes for Best Motion Picture Drama and Best Director. We've all seen the film before. I think so. I'm not certain. This is what you said earlier, wasn't it, mate? I've definitely seen bits of it and I know or I knew all about it. So... I've got a feeling you were pleasantly surprised by this. I I was, yeah. 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 It's What were you expecting going into it? 
knowing it was Stephen King, knowing it was a famous film, knowing little bits about it. One, I was expecting it to be longer. Because, yeah, it's true. Because Stephen King films that aren't horrors, mm-hmm. like the aforementioned Green Mile, Shawshank, yeah. do play out very long. True. But I thought this was the perfect length. Mm-hmm. Because the story was... It, I mean, you could tell the story in like 10 seconds, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, but it, it wasn't over eggs. It wasn't... It wasn't cut too short. It becomes something else, though, as well, yeah. doesn't it? It's not the story of the ultimate aim of the, yeah. the story. There's the yeah, bits I, in between. I mean, it, it was a great discovery of the four lads, different characters, different problems, different backgrounds, yeah. even. It's a good character study, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, Gordy had just lost his brother. Mm-hmm. You've got... Chris. Um, Chris, who was from a bad family, and they just expected bad things of him. Yeah. Um, you've got mm. the typical, stereotypical fat kid in there. <laughs> <laughs> Every and, Stephen King's got a fat yeah. kid. Everyone needs a fat kid. And, uh, burn, burn, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the other kid with the glasses. Corey Feldman, Teddy. Yeah, who's, when you find out later on that his dad is in a mental institute, explains more about his character because he does come across as a little bit mentally unstable. Excitable is the word, I think. Always, <laughs> everything he does, every field, new field he goes into, and it's all army-based, it's all... And we, we understand why that is, because his dad lost his mind through raiding the beaches at Normandy. Yeah. And there's a war hero, wasn't yeah. he? So, yeah. yeah, and the, the standing in front of the train episode when mm. when they first get on the tracks yeah. and having to be pulled away to uh, stop him getting killed basically. yeah yeah I mean that that sort of that gives you that first glimpse of he's not quite well yes and you've seen this before I have I've seen it a couple of times actually mm. um watched it with Paul a couple of days ago uh, thoroughly got immersed in it everything everything that Paul said um, I would agree on it's absolutely uh, it's a feel good film as well because it makes you feel that you know at the end of it you know that one character dies you know you know that they, they move on but it's kind of like a feel good film it's like makes you feel like you want to you're living their lives because obviously we've all been that age and yeah. the um, the feel that you want to go and investigate I mean to me I'd probably be the fat kid because when I was young <laughs> I would be the fat kid. I mean, I'd be the. I'd be, I would be that. That that would be me. I'd be the. I'd be kind of like the um the little guy. You know, the little fat kid. But he was a little fat kid with mates, though. That was the thing. But, he wasn't ostracised. But he at all, wasn't. Was he? No, he wasn't. But um, I tell you what. Also, I liked was the um camaraderie. Did we um, all have friends like that growing up? Yeah, I think we did. I, I think <laughs> little group of. I think we yeah, did. Yeah. and all went on. Even if it wasn't that, I mean, I grew up in Twiddle and Ooh. down by the railway line yeah. was a bit of wasteland. Yeah. And me and my mates always used to go down there and make little cam trees. Yeah, yeah. Some rope swings and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And yeah. obviously we weren't in such a rural area as they were, but that's where sort of similarities were. Yeah. I would agree. I'd agree on that. Because I, my, I, like you, um, I, I, don't know, I don't know your background, Scott, yeah. so... I can't comment on that, but I grew up. Well, I come from on, a family of serial killers. Um, yeah, I like it. I like that. I need to know more about that. Yeah. No, no, no. But, um, you don't. Um, I grew up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you know the craze. But, uh, um, I grew up like Paul. I grew up when I, when we moved to England, went down that kind of like path where we all used to go down. Not the railway tracks, but admittedly. any bit of wasteland. But wasteland, woodland, you, yeah. and you. I, I mean, think boys I, did back then in the eighties, when it was when it was being on your bikes. grounded was a punishment. And you always yeah. had, you always had the one mate that was the gung ho army type mate. Yeah. You always had that kind of mate as well. You always had the mate that kind of like was the sensible one as well. Mm. When you look at Stand by Me, um, as as a movie, as the four people, there's four different types of people there. Which was what our mates were like because yeah. we were all different, because, but we all got because on. Yeah. yeah, because you had the one that was like um, the shy, quiet kind of guy. You had the one that was gung ho, 
you had the one that talked sense and you had the one that was like a little bit different but you liked him yeah, and, yeah. and we did and we had that friend and, and that's why I, that's why i can relate to stand by me because it's like those four guys we had they're real was, they're, they're real, real people yeah. aren't they and what happens as well which is also very realistic is we might have spent two or three summers with those guys mm. we haven't seen them since yeah so you when, know when and it's you, very true and that's what stephen king does exactly. stephen king yeah, does exactly. this very well because when you look at there's a brilliant documentary called The Summer of Stand By Me that's on the Blu-ray mm-hmm. and they get together with Rob Ryan and Stephen King they get Will Wheaton together they get um, River Phoenix has passed away by this point yeah. but they get the guys together uh, and Stephen King says that happened he said we weren't looking for a dead body yeah. he said but I had that friend I had that treehouse I had those experiences mm-hmm. and Stephen King does this so well which is why I think people like Stephen King because they can relate so, yeah. yeah, I did that actually, and I, the language. Right, I'm just going to say the language. There's a bit around the campfire where the guys have a conversation. All right, this is set in the fifties, but I bet we've had this conversation all of us at some point in our lives in a different sort of mm. format. When they say Mickey's a mouse, Donald's a duck, what the fuck is Goofy? Yeah, you yes. know, yes, that yes, sort yes. Of, we or, had that. We had that conversation. We yeah. exactly said... But not necessarily that one, but, you know, yeah. you have a similar yes. sort of thing. Or Agreed. they talk about yeah, wagon yeah. train. They were constantly on the move. Why did that? And it's almost as if it's like a 50s version of a Quentin Tarantino pop culture mm. conversation where it's a Royale with cheese or something like that. Yeah. You have those conversations as kids. You don't have those conversations as adults. You question, um, you question things that are obvious to... But so, not important now, yeah. but they were no, then. No, they were no, important. No, what the no, fuck no. was Goofy? Yeah. I haven't seen this for a little while, probably six or seven years. And I've probably only seen it once, once or twice. And I think when I very first watched it, it I watched it at the time. I watched it in the 80s when it first mm. came out. Mm. It was the film of the summer. Just watched it. Didn't think much of it. Big Stephen King fan anyway. Um, just, just enjoyed it as a movie. Second time I watched it, yep, yeah, okay. This time... It really got to me. Yeah, I think you can, as an adult, you can read a lot more into it. I think the character that River Phoenix plays, Chris, has just got so he, many layers to him, so in depth. He's amazing. He's an amazing character. Yeah, yeah I, I um, agree on that. He's an amazing character. And until you've watched it again, you know, I think, and even Will Wheaton's, you know, they're, they're all they've all got these different layers to them. I like the fact that the Chris, the River Phoenix character. You automatically assume that he is the bad boy because he's got this bad boy reputation. He comes from this bad family. He breaks down, doesn't he? He breaks down and he opens up and you think, wow, you know, that's what, you know, that's what you would expect. He's a bad boy. but uh, That's what he's expected to be. And then halfway in the movie, he he cries. He says, look, this is not what I want to be. But it's also, he tells that story about the milk money. Yeah, exactly. And he says, what if I wasn't the bad boy? What if I, you know, did the right thing and someone else made me out to be? I think, I think we've all, we've all had that kind of relationship with friends. (laughs) So we've, we've all had, we've all had that standby moment Mm. in our life. I think, I think we have. Which is good because as I say, Stephen King reflects Real life, quite accurately, I yeah. think. And even though this is set in the fifties, which was when Stephen King was growing up, I did ask you when you were saying, yeah, didn't I? I did say, like from the I, music, I guess. I, late we, 50s yeah, we were watching it, the, and we the sort of early and the cars, and the cars, and all yeah. that. Yeah, we can decide, I, I couldn't decide when it was set, so I said to Paul, "Yeah, it's it's got to be, hasn't yeah. it?" And in fact, the soundtrack on it is, is yes, it's one of those things you don't notice much but it does play a good part in it it's a bloody good sound yeah that the the really early rock and roll i never noticed it before Mm. i never noticed the soundtrack before Mm. if you look at the film retrospectively and just say there's no fantastic plot twists there's no fantastic action in it that it is just a journey a journey yeah yeah it's an adventure for one two days that kids go on Which we we all did. Do you know what? We reviewed Ice Cold in Alex. Yes. It's a journey from point A to point B with a few little things on the 
on the way. Just the everyday. Yeah, the, the <laughs> train track where it's going across the bridge, the leeches. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was... And that's it's a sort of similarity to that, where it's, there's no real big story there. Yeah. It's just they are going to point B to find this dead body. Yeah. And they just go through a discovery on the way there. Yeah, they grow up along yeah. the way, don't they? That's the thing. And the leech on the cock. But isn't Stand By Me kind of like a, a grow-up movie? You're, you're, yeah. following, you're following these four kids. And we can all relate to that because we, we've all been those four kids. So you watch them. Because at the end of the day, you know, if somebody came to me and said, oh, let's go and find a dead body, I'd be like... Uh, what in uh, come, to where what I work. come to where I work? <laughs> uh, are we in Chatham? Do you know what I mean? It's like it, it, in the fifties. If somebody said to you, "That's what you would do," you'd get your four mates. And sitting there um, the other night when we watched it, it was like we were both sat there, and we, you know, you can always tell what a good film if you don't check your phone, yeah. or you don't, you know, you don't wander around but but you and I we were sat there we watched the whole movie yeah. and we completely were immersed in the movie yeah well the point is it's not them getting to find the dead body it's them discovering themselves along the way I think that's mm. what it is it's, it's that bit about Chris revealing to himself that he's perceived to be the bad boy yeah it's the bit where Corey Feldman not until the end where he apologises for being a complete wanker throughout the film, <laughs> yeah. and they but accept him for what he is wanker. because yeah. they ex- he had issues, didn't he? They uh, accept yeah. him for what he is because of what he's lived through, yeah. basically. Mm. And in the original novella, Will Wheaton's character, Gordon, isn't it? Yeah. Gordy. Yeah. Um, in, in the film, he's the narrator. He's the main storyteller. Yeah, which is... But in, in the novella, the, the, the character that is the, the main part is Chris. He's the River Phoenix character. And also, one of the main differences between the novella and, and, and the film is that by the time the story is being told by the narrator, the other three are dead, not just Chris. They've all died. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of differences in, in that respect. I just, I just loved it. I mean, Rob Reiner is a great bloody director. We've reviewed Spinal Tap. I think it's the only one we've reviewed previously, which is completely different to this yeah, movie. Yeah, slightly. Completely different. But he just gets such a staggering performance. Of, um, River Phoenix, for God's sake, I mean, you might like him, you might not, but Christ, that kid could act. He, yeah. Uh, he, he was the best actor out of the four kids. Yeah. Will Wheaton, I did, if, if I'm being really I, critical. A couple I want of Will Wheaton to be like... Quite early on, where there's the four of them in a scene, you mm. can see Will Wheaton, just his eyes glance off scene, as though he's looking at a director or a camera. Can I just say, yeah. there's a bit on the documentary where Will Wheaton's talking to Rob Reiner. Yeah. And he says, my kids have pointed out that I look into camera a couple of times. Yes. Yeah, and he said, and, and Rob Reiner didn't even notice I didn't it himself. Pick that up. How did you pick that up? <laughs> Rob Reiner, the director, up? didn't even notice it. But Will Wheaton said his kids it, spotted uh... it. Yeah. The strange thing is, you look at those four lads. Um, the one that could have gone on to do massive things, unfortunately, Will is no, is is River Phoenix, who sadly passed away too early. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Because Will Wheaton done. That movie done a lot of TV series, and he's now what, yeah. popping up every now and again in uh, Big Bang Theory. All his career now is based on the but fact look, that yeah, he used to be in Star Trek. But you, you look at the four actors, River Phoenix, Will Wheaton, the fat kid. Jerry O'Connor. Yeah. Nobody knows. Sliders. Nobody knows apart Jerry from Sliders. Jerry O'Connor, I think, was in Piranha 3D. He it? was. He was indeed, in, yeah. And he and done that was terrible. fucking well for himself because he married Rebecca Romaine. And why not? Mystique. But everybody of always X-Men. remembers Was that the blue one. The blue yeah, one. Yeah, the X Men. Yeah. He married her. Oh, he married her. He's batting above his He, he <laughs> did well because he's not a fat kid anymore. No, no, he's not. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I do recognise him now. But. but I think, I mean, Corey Feldman, obviously, connection to the last show. We Can did. I just say his performance in this was so much better than the Lost Boys? Oh, I was going to say. I was going to say the same thing. I think Corey Feldman, as an actor, when he was younger, was very good. The Lost Boys was very... And which was first? Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Lost Boys was... Stand By Me, 1986. 
and see. Lost Boys was 87. 87. That's strange. From because his acting, you'd have hoped it was the other way around because then it would have been him developing. Well, I will bow to Scott's superiority, but I, I thought it was the other way around, yeah. to be fair. And Corey Haim auditioned for the part of the Will Wheaton role as well. Oh, right, okay. See, I thought he was good, but I say you, you don't really know. He didn't go on to do. Well, Corey Haim. Well, he died. Yeah. So, well, only last year. Yeah. Yeah, but he did. Um, he did. He did. He did. Um, quite. A, he did. He did the. Um, he did another film by with Corey Hay. They did quite a quite few things. License to Drive and other things, didn't yeah, they? He, yeah, they they worked a lot together. They were they were best buddies. The two Corys. Yeah. It was. And there was a made for TV movie came out this year so called The Two Corys. My son's name is Corey. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But he's named after a rock star. Not, not after, not uh, after, not after a But yeah, my son's called Corey. Not named after a slang word for a penis. Either. <laughs> no, that's no. A, <laughs> a, where did that come from? We read that Corey's a slang word for a penis. Not in Devon. No. You never heard <laughs> no, that? No, no, Corey. Oh. no, I've not. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm back. No, I'm, like, I'm so back yeah. in my hometown. Apparently, my son's named after a penis. A Corey is another name for a cock. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh. Have you not done that? No. I'm, no, I'm going to go and tell my, yeah. tell my ex-wife you're that. Now. She's going to like... Look it up. Paul's looking up. She, she's probably going to say, no, I, I'd name that after you, not my son. That's why I've always sniggered when I've heard the names Corey Hayden, Corey Feldman. Oh. Because he's ah, that's why. Hmm? Scott being from London. Corey oh. can be used as cockney rhyming slang for penis, i.e. Uh, okay. morning glory. All right, I, I get that now. I get that. <laughs> He's just really trashed your child's name now. Just <laughs> none of right. this will be. I love my son, and basically, he's been douched. So, in conclusion, gents, let's do a rating first out of five. And I really enjoyed this film, so I I want to give it four. Four out of five. Yes, I will four. totally agree with that. It's definitely one I'd watch again. Not not soon, mm-hmm. but. In a couple of years' time, be very happy to watch that again. Um, yeah, nice yeah. film. Four and a half to five for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just yeah. really got to me this time, and I really enjoyed everything about it the music, the direction, the acting, the, the relationship between the kids, the bits that were revealed that I didn't spot previously. It, it's, it's one of the seminal 80s movies, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, deserves re watching. And a I little bit more often, I think. I, I think because of the fact, again, because it was an 80s film, but it was set late 50s, it's already looking dated. So you don't have to... Exactly. It's a period piece. Yeah, you it? don't yeah. have to examine it 20 years on and say, oh, that looks dated. Because it's, it's still set in, in the, the 50s, late 50s. Which works. So, yeah. yeah. Let's take a quick break and we're back after this. And now... Preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Just going to wind up the episode now. We we were just thinking that by the time we record next time, it's going to be it's going to be October, which it is traditionally is. Halloween time. My my favourite time of year. Your favourite time. Scary veg and all that <laughs> lot, you know. It's like we haven't done this for a while, a Halloween special. I don't think we've done it since year one. We did it once. Yeah, we we done five movies in one. Didn't Which we? was enough to see us through the next right, four years. Yeah. So I think it's time we rejuvenated the whole idea of the Halloween special, but we'll spread it across October with Two, three, four episodes, if we can. Yeah. We're going to let you go first, Paul, as the horror expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is my favourite genre. But sort of thinking outside the box, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to be full-blown, you know, torture porn, horror, gore, you know, jump scares, whatever. What are you, what are you going for? Well, I've been having a look through, and I've been trying to find some more horror on the light-hearted side. More your kind of horror? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have chosen from the 90s, mm-hmm. Arachnophobia. I'm not a big fan of spiders over a certain size. No. I can, I can, I can handle them. To, I can pick them up. I've got no problem picking spiders up and dealing with them. But when you get to the size of these bastards, it's... Yeah, I distinctly remember, was it a Goliath? 
something yeah, like that, something isn't about it? Eleven-inch yeah. leg span. Or yeah, something. And and like it that. was a real spider, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, and it's it's Julian yeah. Sands and um, oh, I was going to say Bill Paxton, but I can't even blame it. It's Jeff Bridges. No, not Jeff Bridges. Jeff, come on, Goldblum. Jeff, oh, no, it's not. It's the <laughs> Jeff. The other one that's not Jeff Bridges. Daniels, Dumb and Dumber. It's Jeff oh, Daniels, right. yeah, isn't yeah. it? I love this film. Yeah, it just it's a it's it's something that I won't mind watching yeah. as much as probably what will come after it in October. I'm hoping Liam's going to be about because Liam, Liam loves spiders. <laughs> I don't think he's seen it. I think he has. Oh, I, he has. I actually got a sneaking suspicion. Something in my memory tells me he quite likes the film. Really, even though he doesn't like even spiders. though he doesn't like spiders. Yeah, it's got this. This reputation as being the jaws of the eight-legged world, and things, mm. because of the, the you don't see the spiders to a certain degree. Yeah. So I only watched it quite recently, about six months ago. I like it. I yeah. I, I, yeah, a bit of fun, bit of fun at Halloween. That's it, yeah. Before we wrap tonight, we, we usually sort of mention that you know Libsyn is our main sort of platform for listening to the podcast, but there are other outlets that we're available on, like Acast and Podcast Party and iHeartRadio, of all things. <laughs> But Paul, you were telling me about Player FM. Yeah, Player FM. I discovered it because I was having a bit of bother with some of our formats in listening to it on my phone. Mm. Um, some of them shut down the player if your phone goes off. Yeah. Player FM is absolutely fantastic. You can listen to podcasts from all different genres around the world. Mm-hmm. But once you like a, an actual podcast, yeah, you can put it in your history. You can set it up so it will download an episode straight away. So on mine, as soon as I open it up, I've got Stinking Paws, I've got Real Britannia, and I have got um, Rainbow got Valley. Rainbow Valley. Three of the best podcasts out there, Paul. So, Thank you. Yeah. So you sound it, like you sound like you're working for them. <laughs> no, but it downloads them straight away, and you don't even have to think about it. As soon as I get a Facebook mention that. A new podcast is out. Oh right, I, yeah. I turn on Player FM and it's there waiting you, for me. You sound like you're being paid to actually yeah, broadcast. It, it's, it's just such an easy app to, to I'm, use. I'm hoping it actually is reflected in our download figures. Please, everybody, turn to. I'm sounding like I'm being paid by Player FM. <laughs> turn to Player FM. It sounds like the way forward to actually listen to podcasts. So, is, is it an app that you download? It, it is an app. Um, I've got it on Android. I'm pretty sure it's available it on um, yeah. iPhones. Um, but I say it's so easy. There's none of this searching for a website. There's none of this. With unfortunately, with LipSync, you have to zoom in on the web page on yeah. your phone to be able to click on the link. Yeah. None of that. It's okay. all so easy. We'll push Player FM from now on as well. Looks like we're going to go forward. The next sort of least two or three episodes are going to be horror. We'll put the. We're going to have an amnesty. We're going to do some more recent movies. We'll put them on ice for a, for a month or so. Uh, and the John Hughes collection yeah. we were going to do. And then we've got Christmas coming up very soon as well. Let's just see how it goes. We're making no promises as to where the show's going. One thing we are sure of is that Ant has been a fantastic guest. Thank you for having me. last two episodes. To, to be fair, I've absolutely loved it. Uh, being a fan, this um, is what list, I'd like to see list, list, listening to the shows, and actually now I'm actually here yes. doing it. Um, it's like a fan. Was it what you expected? Um, I, I'll be honest. I really, really... I, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I love <laughs> you, it. You didn't know I, what to expect. No, I didn't know what to expect. I, 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 I love being here and I love doing this. Excellent. And I'm very opinionated, obviously, as I am. Um, Not as much as Liam. But, <laughs> but I have... But you guys have embraced... What I want, what I want uh, to say. It's been a pleasure to have so you, sir. Thank I you. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I will go back to Devon and I'm going to plug this show so much now. I am, I am. Because I, I do my own radio show anyway. Do they know what a podcast is, Devon? Ah. I, think they, I think they do. I think. <laughs> yes, I yes, think they got their first they, Charlie Chaplin yes, movie last are. week. Oh, <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> Just got electric trains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've just got electricity. All right. Oh, can, can you let our listener, because there is only one, could you let our listener know where they can hear your I, fantastic rock podcast? Uh, well, I, it's rock um, radio show, no, isn't it? I, yeah. I do, um, every Friday, I do a inter, um, international radio show. from the, Live from Devon. Live from Devon. And it's, 
www.southdevonsound.co.uk. You can actually tune in and you can listen to my show Thanks every sure. Friday. We will be. And I will be bigging this podcast up and next week when I'm losing I, when us I another live. thousand listeners. Yes, I know, I know. But I might embrace, you might embrace, you might get some people from Devon that might like this show. We're looking forward to it. It's the one but, corner of the globe we haven't conquered. I will yet. say thank you to Scott. Welcome, thank you sir. to Scott. Thank, thank you. you to Paul for having me tonight. No I've absolutely, I've loved it. I have loved it, and you've had to listen to me waffle. But thank you very much, for guys, for having me. And I've really enjoyed pleasure. it. Absolute thank pleasure, you. sir. Thank you. This has been the Stinky Paws podcast. I could list a load of places that you could download the podcast. I'm just going to say Player FM. <laughs> Player FM. That's all you need to know. <laughs> We'll be back. I think we're going to go with arachnophobia for the next episode. Yep. And again, thank you, Paul. Thank you for being the perfect host in the, the satellite Balaban studio here at your flat. <laughs> no thank problem. you, sir. See you very, very soon. Cheers, guys. Good night. Cheers. Good night. Thank you. The management of this theater suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending. You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you feel down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring. No glancing back. Try positive thinking. Trust what tomorrow may bring. This crazy world that we live in will keep on spinning round. But with good, strong, positive thinking, we'll get together and life won't let us down. Shut up, you ugly bitch. Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.